Hey guys, welcome back to Emotion Overload. I'm Sophia Plate. I'm Julie Parsons. And I'm Sammy Huber. So last time we were recorded, we talked about cultural differences, and today we are doing an interview with Matt and Monica. Um, they are recently married, and we are just here to get to know them a little bit and know about their emotions and their relationship. Uh, so Julie, do you want to start the questions off? Yeah, sure. Um, first off, what first attracted you guys to each other, and what was that um, experience like? Well, thank you guys for having us on yes, uh, this podcast. So We're excited to be on. But um, what attracted us? We have a very different story. Um, so her older, one of her older brothers is actually my best friend growing up. And so we had never been attracted to each other when we were in middle school, high school, and even the first part of college. Um, and you know, I always viewed her as a very close friend and that we were so close, but she was always pretty to me and she was always beautiful. She was always this great friend that I had. Um, and then I think really that one day when we, we went to Lee together, so we're both Lee graduates and one day at Lee, we would have classes together. So we would walk and then something just kind of clicked and I'm like, man, like she looks really good today. <laughs> like. The hair is on point, her <laughs> smile is just radiant, and she looks gorgeous. So it was just kind of an all of a sudden thing. I always knew and thought she was pretty, and then one day it like turned to attraction for me. Yeah, so like he said, we basically grew up together. So I'm from Iowa originally. We moved down here in fifth grade. He was best friends with Reed, um, so we pretty much grew up together. He came on family vacations. Um, my mom literally called him the fourth son, so that's how close he was in our family. So I seriously had him in my contacts as Matt, my big brother. <laughs> so not only did he get out of brother zone here, um, no, on, on a real note, um, what attracted me to Matt, I loved his height. He's 6'6". Six, six, and I love tall guys. Um, and his blue eyes are just crystal clear. I love them. So um, those two things were definitely a catch for me. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. Well, that introduction was adorable. Thank you for your feedback. <laughs> um, so this is kind of like a similar question, but Matt, I know you said like one day it kind of just like clicked for you that you like went from like friends to more than friends, but. Um, Monica, when did it change for me? Like, when did you go from friends to more than friends? <laughs> so it's a little bit more complicated on my part of it because I actually was dating someone else um, the first year. Like 18 months or something. Yeah, yeah college. Something like that. And I mean, Matt and I were friends, but I really was not interested at all. And everyone, I mean, mom, dad, everyone was telling me, you're going to marry Matt. Let's just face the facts. <laughs> Matt's going to be your husband. And I'm like, no, seriously, I'm going to make this choice for myself. So I dated someone else, did not go well. And it actually ended up that the night that I broke up or we broke up, um, I was at Matt's house for a huge gathering with all these people. And so Matt was the one to comfort me from that breakup. Um, and I'm like, this is really weird. Um, but he's always been there for me. And... 
know. Not the position you want to be in as the guy that's attracted to the girl and then she gets broken up with because then it's like, I don't know what to do. I don't yeah. want to take advantage of this moment, but I want to be like that person she goes to. Yeah. Um, we were close friends anyways. And, you know, it, it took her a lot longer than me to see did. each other as more than friends um, because she was in another relationship um, a little bit through college. And then uh, we had our other responsibilities that we dealt with you know she had nursing school I had college athletics she had college athletics as well so we had this overload of what was going on that would keep us busy but um, especially her more than me so when I was just trying to pursue her into dating and she was focusing on everything else and her life and then uh, I guess it was my charm and my good looks that finally just oh took her gosh. over and <laughs> he, it worked out. He is the most persistent guy I've ever met because he pursued me before I was in that relationship, basically said no, turned him down, and then he waited that whole time and came back around and he's like, I still want to try this again. And I'm like, I'm just not feeling it, Matt. And we went on one or two dates and after that, I'm like, I just, I don't know, it's just not there and um it really took me a long time to come to the actual fact that my gosh i think matt's really cute you know so i think it definitely took me a long time but came to that point and then once i realized it that i actually really did love him it was just full force so that melts my heart (laughs) do you have a question no, I was just getting really good Jim and Pam vibes, so, you know. <laughs> That's so true. Yes. So, our next question would be, what sort of emotional experiences did you guys have after you decided to start dating that helped you through the progression eventually to get married? That's a good yeah. question. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I guess, really, for me, a lot of love and dating and relationships is not totally based off emotions because that can steer us in the wrong direction. So we had to make actual choices in our commitment of dating to go into an engaged um, season of life and then to get married because each step is just more responsibility and more commitment that follows. And relying on just emotion and love alone would not sustain us because there's some days that um, she's going to be annoyed with me, but she still loves me. And if she was annoyed with me constantly dating and she's like, I don't want to do this, then she could make that choice not to to be with me. Um, But thankfully, we both choose each other and we love each other because we choose to. And I think some of the stuff that helped us grow from dating to engaged to married. Uh, We knew we were getting closer to those points because we wanted to spend more time together, even though we had different emotional uh, feelings at times and days, we still wanted to spend more time together. We wanted to live life together and experience life and adventure through life with each other. And so those emotional experiences of just joy and, and love and, Um, excitement when we're together all builds up into we want more and what's the next step engagement what's the next step after that let's get married and we did and so that was kind of from my perspective that journey of 
um, emotional feelings through relationship. Uh-huh. And I think um, as our emotions like grew to, with each other, like we learned more and more how to deal with each other. So we've known each other since what, 2007? We've yeah. dated four and a half years and we've been married for three months. So um, you kind of progress through those stages like for example, I tend to bottle my emotions and he learned how to um, kind of deal with that in marriage, well, in dating and in marriage. So I tend to keep my emotions to myself. He's the one that's like, no, Monica, you need to talk about it. You need to really open up your brain, open up your mind, what's going on so he can understand what I need. I think that's really cool, especially because that's not um the stereotypical um you know female role that you play and so i think that that's just beautiful and that just goes to show that um stereotypes are stereotypes and they do have some validity to them but also um people are people and they have that human um yeah 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 definitely and like you guys have already hit on this a little bit about like some of the challenging components and like some of the things that you've had to learn as you've progressed through these emotional like changes and the relational changes as a result but what do you think has been one of the most challenging components of learning one another's emotions and how to relate with one another's emotions as you've progressed through your relationship that was really fun part of our premarital counseling that we did which we highly recommend for anybody that is looking to get married or is engaged it's it's a must and it's really helped our marriage these um first three months of it i've heard a lot of people that i've talked to will tell me like oh the first year of marriage is the worst and it's really for us it hasn't been and i think we had really good premarital counseling and what we had learned is we needed to know each other's likes and dislikes. We needed to know each other's pet peeves and what was going to get on each other's nerves. And so in doing that, I really learned her emotional states more, what triggered her to be sad or angry or really annoyed or what made her happy. And when you learn those things and you respect that with the other person, then your relationship will be so much stronger because you know them. You actually know them more than just saying, oh, well, they should love me because I do this, 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 and this. Well, if I just do laundry and I don't do the dishes, Monica likes to do the laundry and not the dishes. And so it's a flip-flop and I got to know what she likes and what she dislikes um, to make her happier, which in turn makes our marriage really great. Mm-hmm. And I think um, it also helped us that we've known each other for so long. Like some of these newer couples that have only dated, let's say, a year and decide to get married, well, they really haven't been through a long period of time to get to know each other that deeply and that intimately. So I think with time, it comes with time just learning how to read your emotions and i know his body language i know um just when he's feeling certain ways so i think that also helped with us i found it really interesting that like 
how like Monica is the type of person who like keeps her like her emotions and her feelings on the inside because yeah. in the podcast we recorded earlier we were talking about sex differences and you know our podcast is a group of girls we didn't really have any like guys to like dialogue with so the fact that like you like go against like the norm like girls are supposed to be like the ones to like express their emotions that's really interesting so it fits in with our topic <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll tell you that's that was probably frustrating for me that she didn't fit that stereotype because it's it would be much easier to know like what are you feeling right now i need to know and she's just bottled it up and i have no idea and i'm like i'm helpless mm-hmm. yeah but it, it's good to know each other because of those differences because the stereotypes not always what it is and I'm probably not the stereotype for a guy I can wear my emotions on my sleeve sometimes (laughs) yeah and I've always been that way I've always just bottled it and then there's some event something happens and then it just all comes out at once and uh he is a pro at knowing how to deal with that No, and like the fact that you guys have been able to progress and learn through these different experiences and it sounds like you've had quite a bit of life experience to kind of back up this um, relationship and the way that you know each other's emotions like even just Matt you sitting there and comforting Monica through that breakup like might not have been an enjoyable experience but one that you can learn a lot from (laughs) in terms of like the other person's relationships and your own relation um and like emotions and your own in that particular situation but sophie did you have another question that you wanted to ask um yeah so we just added this one but it's not like super like impersonal we have like a google doc we're like typing on it um but we want to know, do you think love is an emotion? We actually talked about this, and I've had conversations with, with friends about this because I, I connect with a lot of college students that are just now getting into relationships or interested in, in another girl or something like that, and we talk about it. And to me, I think you can feel loved. I think you can feel it. It's it's in that sense, it's an emotion, but more so than emotion, love is a choice. Mm-hmm. Love is something that you have to sacrifice for. It's a self-sacrificial choice that you have to make to be truly in love with somebody. Now, love can be the emotions of joy and and happiness and all these things combined and excitement. Um, spontaneity, whatever it is for for you, that can be how you feel loved. Love in itself, um, in for us as Christians, is obviously just is a person in Jesus. But for us as a relationship, it, it's a choice because there's going to be days down the road for us that we might go days and we aren't emotionally on the positive end of the spectrum towards each other. And so would that mean we're not in love? No, we still are in love. We still love each other. We're just probably in a disagreement at this time, usually about furniture or groceries. But um, (laughs) at the same time, we feel like it's a choice for the most part than than just an overriding emotion. If If you rely on the emotion itself, then you can get very confused about who you love and if you are in love or if you're falling out of love, quote unquote. Um, that's how I feel about it. What about you? Yeah, exactly. I, I would agree with you with that. It's, um, it is a choice because there are some days that, you know, he might not be my favorite person in the world. You know, I choose to love him. I still love him no matter what. That is 
the promise I made three months ago. That's the vows that we made, you know, three months ago. That's why we have rings on our fingers. This is the promise to each other. So love is definitely a thing that, um, yes, you show and you receive. It goes both ways, but it is a choice that you really have to make as a couple. Every day. Definitely. I think that's beautiful. And I went to a wedding, I'd say a year ago, and the pastor said um, to the husband, he said, you guys are going to be the expert. You're going to have to learn um, and be the dictionary for the person that you're taking their hand. Um, and so you really do have to learn. And I think it is a process. And like you guys said, love is in. It can be an emotion. You can feel loved, but also it is definitely an action. And I think like Jesus loved, you know, yeah. in an action and in everything. Absolutely. And so we have Sammy, did you have a question? Sorry, Julie. No problem. Yeah, so um do you guys think that emotions change over time? Um and oh no, wait, hold on. So sorry. How, how do you guys personally process your emotions and then how do you process them together? Oh, goodness. <laughs> so for me, it depends on what emotions I go through. Um, if it's something tough or that I'm like a tough season of life that I'm going through, I might be a little bit more reserved and it might take some time for me to come out and talk about it. But if it's like something like I'll get angry about or annoyed with or something going on in my everyday life that is just or if I'm happy or joyful, we express that pretty openly. Um, and so it really kind of depends on what it is uh, and the significant magnitude that is affecting my emotions and how I handle that myself. Because a lot of times I want to understand how I feel before I express how I feel, because it could come out two opposite ways if I rush in and try to explain my emotions when I don't fully understand them myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like for me, like I said earlier, you know, I bottle my emotions. That goes totally against what a normal female emotional state is supposed to be, I guess. And I've always been like that. Even my, even my mom would say, like, you really are emotionless a lot of the time. Are you okay? No, I'm fine. This is just how I am. It's always how I've been. Um, but for me, like when I need to show emotion, I tend to like go off by myself for a little bit, like go on a run, go mm -hmm. do something different. That's why like in college, I was a track runner. It helped me so much to clear my, my mind and just get things off of the hustle and bustle of school and everything. So that really helped me um, not bottle them as much. But so that was just for myself, for emotional together, what we really learned well in our premarital counseling was to give each other space yeah, to, yeah. to have their emotions at first um, and to understand each other. So I just gave you how I react to my emotions. She just said how she reacts. They're kind of different and we have to respect that in each other. So I need to, I need to let her bottle her emotions for a little bit so that she can process mm -hmm. how she's feeling and then we can process it together and actually talk about it and talk it out because if i try to rush into getting it out of her it's gonna be really bad for me and i'll be on the couch but 
we really have to respect each other's way of dealing with our emotions and our personalities are just different. And it's a beautiful thing when two different personalities can come together in a relationship mm-hmm. fully respected. And that's how it works. That's the secret sauce, if you will, of relationships is you have to respect the differences and enjoy those differences of each other um, to be able to have a great relationship. And I think that's kind of was great wisdom that we received from premarital counseling and we put it into practice and it's worked great. Yeah, I think that that's so beautiful because um, we talked about like humans are very complex and we're all different, we're all unique. Um, And so when we are relational with each other, that can be even more complex, but it can also be so beautiful and rewarding to see that um, mesh and two people come together. And I think that that's why weddings, like a society, we just love weddings so much and a lot of societies, a lot of different cultures um, is because it's two people coming together and two people making that commitment and to learn about each other. And it's just so, it's amazing. Yeah. I just wanted to like thank you guys for coming on. Uh, you guys were like really open and honest with us, so we really appreciate that. Um, Julie, did you want to add something? Yeah, I just wanted to say thank you. We appreciate your thoughts and kind of just your vulnerability in answering these questions because we know that it can be a little interesting to talk to just like at least two completely random people about <laughs> your emotions. We're very open. <laughs> well, we appreciate your openness, and we think the people who listen to this podcast will be able to learn and grow a lot in hearing your experiences and your interpretation of like your emotions as you've progressed through your relationship. So thank you so much. We appreciate it more than we can say. Yeah, it's very heartwarming and just really encouraging to hear at least from a single person and just from someone who just loves love you know it's just it's wonderful to see so thank you guys so much and then sophie i'm gonna redirect it to julie (laughs) (laughs) all right well that's all we have oh monica did you have something you wanted to say yeah i just wanted to say one last thing um really truly what holds us together is God. So I think the biggest thing that we, we do want people to know is that we cannot do what we do in a relationship as a couple if we didn't have God in the center of it. Mm-hmm. So that's why we come together and we have devotions almost every almost every other day. Yeah. You do them a lot of time, but I try to join you too. That's one of the things that we, we're very serious about. We like doing that together. We like praying at every meal, you know, even if we're at a restaurant. So just with everything that you guys are talking about relationship wise, we just wanted to reiterate that the center of the relationship has to be God. And I think that's just a cool aspect that we can say as Christians and that we can lean on when we're struggling with our emotions, because he's the one that's the creator of it all. That's very true. And we just really appreciate you guys having us on the podcast and allowing us to share a little bit of our story and how our relationship has progressed. And um, we hope that it's helpful and useful for anybody that would be listening to it. Um, And we just were very grateful that you guys would have us. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. Absolutely. 
Um, we definitely think that a lot of people are going to be able to learn from this and hopefully be able to apply it within their own relationships and within their own evaluation of their emotions. But as always, to everyone who's listening, we would love to hear your feedback and we would love to kind of dialogue with you about these topics. You can reach us on Instagram and Twitter at emotion underscore overload underscore podcast. Um, we're super excited to kind of continue this conversation and look at love specifically in our next episode. But again, if you have any comments, we would love to hear from you and we'll talk to you next time.